Welcome to the Elevate Your Event podcast, where we talk about how to plan and execute an unforgettable event that will dazzle your guests and generate more income for your organization. From fundraising and securing trendy auction items to event production and logistics, get the best tips and advice from seasoned fundraising and event professionals who have been in your shoes. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Event Podcast, where we talk about ways that we can make your fundraising events better and hopefully help you raise more money. We got some special guests here today. Welcome, Mike. Thank you. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Mike Pappy. I am the founder of the One Goat Foundation. Awesome. And then, obviously, Miss Diana Duplanchet. Wow. It's like you're so good at that now. I've been practicing. <laughs> Hey, I'm Diana Duplanchet. I've, I've been on the podcast before, if y'all are repeat listeners. And I've been working for Handbid for quite some time now. I think eight and a half years. I think you're the actually, and I'm the founder of the company, but I actually think <laughs> you're the oldest tenured employee, maybe. Hey, I've got skills, y'all. <laughs> That's right. I think Diana hired me. <laughs> that might have happened. Might have. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, Absolutely happy to have Mike back as well. And we are going to talk about something that I know Mike and I have had chats about in the past, and that is how do we motivate your committee and how do we help your committee help you? And we're auction committee, right? We're talking about? Yes. Yep. We are. Okay. And I, I feel like we need to say the reason that we're, we have this topic is because one of our listeners asked us about it and so y'all we listen to you we listen to your comments and I also want to say for for the people out there that I've spoken with and that have actually I've called on the phone and you've told me you know who you are you are all some of you are in Ohio I'm just going to give you a shout out like people do and say and actually you're now a handbid customer um is that okay to say? And so, <laughs> sorry. And so that's exciting because I think our podcast is making a difference. And that's what we love. But yeah. but you're making a difference in how you influence our choices because you're asking us questions. And so that's where this topic came from. Yes. I don't know if y'all knew that. That is great to hear. Yes. And we love the fact that we have clients that are out there listening to this and also giving us input on, hey, we would love to hear you guys talk about this. So if there is something that you want to get our input on, please, please, please comment, you know, shoot us a note, say, hey, we'd love for you guys to do an episode on whatever topic that might be. And then we will definitely prioritize that in our list, our amazingly long list of awesome things we plan to talk about around (laughs) fundraising events since we've been doing this for a long time, right? And Mike is not just a handbook client, but Mike is a tenured event professional. And so... I have, I've actually attended your events, and I would say you have amazing auction items, and I know that it's not easy to go out there and get those, and so there's been lots of back and forth in the past about, well, where do I get these things? You know, auctions are kind of a pain, and so, and, and they do wear people out, and so let's just kind of you dive in. You know what, in. Jeff? What? They're a labor of love. Labor of That's love. That's what they are. Okay, yes. let's just say it like yeah. it is. Yes. All right. They're, they're necessary because people love them. Right. I mean, yeah. you're, you're looking when everybody comes to us and we're kind of sidetracking here, but I think this is a kind of a good rabbit hole to go down. Why would you want to have a silent auction? Because they are a labor of love. It is because you need to give certain people things to do at your event. OK, you need to create ways to connect with your donor base 
or your future donor base. And so when people show up at your event, they may not know your charity very well. Okay, They might be a guest of somebody who knows your charity well. And they walk in that door. They may not be ready to give you money in a paddle raise just yet. So for those of you who are thinking, we're just going to do a paddle raise, (laughs) congratulations. I hope you do really well in it. But there's probably a chunk of people in that room who had a really nice meal and would have probably spent several hundred dollars in your silent auction, Mm -hmm. but didn't raise their paddle when you asked them to. So think about that because I might say, you know what? This is an interesting organization. I'm not sure I really want to give money to this organization yet. I need to learn more about what they're about, but I'm going to bid on that Traeger mm-hmm. grill, right? That's right. Okay. Boy, you just went to a big item right there, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> get that Traeger grill in your auction. And, but keep in mind, what do you get in exchange for that? You get their name and their email address. Ooh, holla. Right, because I can walk in the door as a guest of Mike and sitting at Mike's table and say, I'm not going to give you my information. I'm not, I don't want to register to bid tonight. I don't plan on being in the auction or you're just doing a paddle raise. I'm not going to give you my email address. And then you don't have it. But if I get incentivized to actually bid in that auction, now you're going to get my email if you're using mobile bidding, which you should be, by the way. And you're going to get their phone number. Right? Uh, yeah, agreed. Agreed. I think it's almost an expectation. Yeah. When you go to an event. I mean, I've I've not only have put on many events and, and you know whether it's a gala or a golf tournament but i've been to them as well and it's almost an expectation and it doesn't matter if it's big or small you want to see something there and you know there's the, the shopper and all of us want to try to get a deal yeah right and having items at your event is a is an easy way to kind of get some bidding going a lot of fun generally you get my favorite is when there's two people bidding against each other yeah and you got the you got the linger Mm-hmm. He's just kind of looking over the shoulder when Jeff goes and puts his bid down, and you go and up his bid, and so it's a lot of fun for the guests as well. And you're gonna you're gonna up your your donations by tenfold. Yep, and your participation for yep. sure. But how do you get those items? Yeah, well, that's a great question, <laughs> and we've all been there, right? We've all had to go out there and divide and conquer, and go out there and get those mm-hmm. auction items. So, Diana, you have run your own auctions before you're yes. you're a tenured auction professional oh, so where Lord. did you get your items where did i get mine well y'all look i mean this is what i really think i i think committees have to be inspired by one another everybody has to sit around and you have to think of put all your ideas out there and i think it's a lot of divide and conquer mm-hmm. i think there's a couple of different cause i've seen used people i mean i think the first thing to establish is some people don't like to ask people for items right and they, they don't have that kind of personality. So I think one of the suggestions that we had in preparing for this this podcast today is, is do some role play with your committee because people just need to get some ideas of how to approach a proprietor of a business and say, hey, listen, my, my child's school is doing an auction and we would love to include one of the items from your store. Do you have anything you could donate? And sure. people just don't feel comfortable with that all the time. Not everybody. You know, and you know, some of us that, that have had sales roles in the past, maybe mm-hmm. we feel a little bit more comfortable getting rejected. Yes. But it's there's no probably a fear of rejection from some people out there. I just feel bad asking these people and maybe you feel pretty good because it's the same Mexican restaurant you go to every Thursday at four thirty. Mm-hmm. And so you have zero <laughs> issue asking those people for a donation. But you know, maybe maybe you don't know those people very well and you know they're hit up constantly for donations, but what you don't ask for you don't get. Yeah. Right. And so I I, I I like what you're talking about though, because salespeople do this too when you're doing sales training. You you role play 
and you need to give them some scripts and some talking points. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we talk about how do you get items, we'll come back to what types of items to go get, but how you get items, what, what I'm hearing from you is you need to have, you need to kind of divide and conquer. So you can determine like on your board or on your committee, these are the, you know, these people know these other businesses or they're connected to these things. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, I'm going to put them in the position to do the ask or to go get that. They're called the solicitor, mm-hmm. right, in software. Mm-hmm. Um, but but let's, let's keep going on the how do you solicit. So mm-hmm. you talk about role playing. You give them some scripts. And then I think the other thing you absolutely have to equip them with is the donation letter. The donation letter. Yep. Yeah. Because that's the number one thing people ask for as a way of getting rid of you. Yes. Right? That's that's true. They do need an out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that should have your EIN number on it. It should have your financial goals or your, your sort of ask goals. And how are they going to get reach back out to you if they do decide to give you an item? So how can you make it as easy as possible for the person that you're asking? Well, yes. a lot, and a lot of times, too, you need the actual event, right? Yep. Yes. The date, the event, the flyer, the event, mm-hmm. things you're going to drop off. I mean, the people that want to give... Yep. And every local business wants to give and they will address it. And if they if they've already done enough and it's happened to me quite a few times where if I go into a, a liquor store and try to get a bottle of spirits or something that, that we can donate or a restaurant, mm-hmm. they may say, you know what, we're full up this year and yeah. we've done it this year. So now you put them on your list and now I'm talking to those people on January 2nd, on January 2nd <laughs> yeah. or or the year <laughs> nice. prior. Right. I mean, you're there. There's one. There's one, it's not an auction, but a sponsor, but it's the same thing. And if you can't get to them in Q4, you're not going to get to them. And it, I've missed it for three years and they're going to be mine. They're going to be mine this Are year. Are they on your yeah. calendar, Mike? They, well, I've already sent, I already sent them like three <laughs> draft proposals of the sponsor stuff, but it's the same with the auction items too, yeah. right? And a couple of things that we do, the committees are important. Uh, mm-hmm. But anybody on your board, anybody that they know, anybody can ask and donate something. We all know somebody that can do that. I found that it's there's a couple of things that I do. Is one is I have a list, right? It's either a list of last year's mm-hmm. gifts that came through, and you can you always see whether you're using a paper donation sheet or the mobile bidding, which I highly recommend because everything is recorded. You can see the items that went for the most money. You can see yep. the items that had the most bids on it. Those are the items you want back, mm-hmm. right? Who got those items last year? Who can go get them this year? That's that's a directive. But you also want a list of things you haven't had or haven't been able to get. And then you open that up at your meetings and emails, and you're like, who can help with this? The people that volunteer to do that first, trust them to go get it. Not everybody on the board or in the committee is going to want to go and feel comfortable. Right. But I'll tell you when they do is when you start sending those emails out to the people that are associated with the organization on the board, for example, hey, we just got a $200 gift card to Fleming's. We just got a bottle of Blanton's from Heritage Liquors. We just, whatever it is, people on the board are going to be like, I want to kind of get, what What can we do? Hey, right. my friend works at, you know, Jimmy John's. Can I get some coupons from that? Mm-hmm. Sure, whatever you want to do. And it's, and then you kind of, that's how I divide and conquer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you're a board member or a committee member who isn't comfortable asking, maybe you know somebody that is. Right. Maybe it's a spouse or maybe it's somebody else that is a friend of yours. And you say, hey, will you help me with this? Because somebody that you know probably is comfortable with it. Yep. And will be able to do that. And I think it's to your point when you're kind of going down that list, You, one of the things that I like to do is 
look at what other auctions have run in my area because it will tell you what businesses will donate. Yeah, okay? you can steal ideas. Right. I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> Flemings gave them a $200 gift card? Well, that means I have a chance of getting a $200 gift mm-hmm. card because they obviously give, right? So you have to keep that in mind. The other thing that you have to do is you have to understand that some of these businesses are local and some of them are national. And so don't get discouraged if you walk into Fleming's and they say all of our donations are made at the national level. It's probably not true, by the way. But <laughs> but if they say that, there's probably a spot on the national website where you can apply for a gift card too. So And the airlines do that mm-hmm. as, as an example. But just, just be prepared to get rejected in some way. And, and we were talking about the donation letter, and you're right. So that letter has to include information about your event. So not just what your charity is and what you're about, because some businesses are, you know, they have certain types of charities that they want to support and other types they don't. But, but anyway, so it'll talk about that, but it'll talk about the event itself. And you're going to hand it. So the first thing you're going to say is, like, who's in charge? Like, I have a donation request here for mm-hmm. a charity event that we're going to. Can I speak to the manager or whatever? And they'll normally say, well, Mike is the manager. 99% of the time, when you when they know that you're a charity asking for a donation, Mike is not going to be there. Mike is not there at all. That's no. right. No, he's Mike's busy. not available. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in on Mondays. So okay. busy. Right. So so you if you can get a hold of the manager, you need to hand it to the manager. If you can't, you need to make sure it gets to the manager, and then you need to find out when they make these decisions, mm-hmm. because you have to plan to follow up. Well, is is Mike in on Monday? Yes. Okay. Well, then hand this to him. I'm going to come in and follow up with Mike on Monday. Is that okay? Okay. And that way they know that you're serious and you have to stay on top of them because a lot of times these get thrown on a stack of a desk along with the other 40 or 50 that showed up that week and you want yours on the top. So you need to be the one that comes back. Right. And you're in sales. You understand this? Yes. Persistence is the key. Persistence. Well, and also I like what Mike said about he was offering up some level of inspiration to his board by by talking about all the items that are coming in. I mean, sometimes people just need to know, oh, well, they went out and got this. They, mm-hmm. She got that. Oh, my gosh. Right. Now I thought of something. My cleaning lady can... You know, their their services or their lawn service or what else can we come up with? And so all those inspiring ideas, I think, come together. Yep. The the other idea that I can think of if you're if you don't feel comfortable is is pairing off. So if okay. you've got time, a, another committee member or a board member can can go. You all can go as a pair. Asking doesn't seem as intimidating when you're going as a group. Yeah. <laughs> it's just true. Right. The other thing that I've done, I'm, I'm just going to shamelessly tell y'all, I will bring people, the little people with me. The people that are going to be the recipients of the money that you raise, sometimes it's appropriate to bring them with you. So I have had my little children with me. Hello, we these children go to the school around the corner, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, what are you going to do? Tell a two year old? No. So we don't have anything for you, little girl. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So I feel like they have a little bit more of an open heart, but also 
you know, a lot of you out there, our clients are raising money for sports teams in, in your little local area. I mean, I personally come from the experience of raising money for my daughter's team. And we told those girls, okay, you're going to take this shopping center. So we all met at a certain time and I passed out solicitation letters. I said, you you three and you four go to th- this side of the shopping center. You four go to this side of the shopping center. Walk in, give your letter, tell me what you're going to say. I made them talk to me about yep. how they were going to do it. And so they went and got the own, their own items. And so I was standing in the parking lot kind of watching all of them go in and out of the doors. And some of them came out and they had some, you know, beauty supplies with them from this one area. You should have seen me. I was losing my mind in the middle of the parking lot. Oh, my God. You know, and they were like, something's wrong with your Well, mom. I applaud your success <laughs> in that because we did that with my son's football team. Oh. <laughs> And they wore their they didn't they just wore their jerseys right they weren't in full uniform with pads or whatever but they wore their jerseys and they went around and then I started to observe and this is where the role playing thing might have actually been a good thing. <laughs> Keep donating to my an item, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> we're having an auction. Whoops. Time out. Huddle in the parking lot. Let's, Let's talk this again. Yes, exactly. But <laughs> I think contact. it is effective. They know, like, <laughs> look, people love to give to schools. So if you yeah. guys are obviously connected to a school, you have a little bit of an easier time. Mike, your organization handles first responders. That's got to be a help. Yeah. And, yeah, it's yeah. a big help. Yeah. Very cool. Um, our charity deals with a rare disorder. It's a little more challenging. Sometimes bringing Abby with us definitely works. Bad idea. Oh, <laughs> well, it, that's a good idea. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes, depending on the mood she's in, it could be a really bad idea. We might only get the three businesses before we have to go home. But there's other times where, you know, especially when they know her. Mm -hmm. And so there are obviously my daughter's a creature of habit. And so there are certain routines that she has and all the way down to the quickie mart at the gas station. So I'm pretty convinced that they're going to give me like a case of water or something because they love her so much <laughs> because so she's they see her every sunday yeah so, so um cool. that can that can definitely help yep. you know mm-hmm. then they're connecting it now you know to a person or to a cause um and so you tell me so as it i don't know if you exploit this or not but do you have first responders help you get items i, I don't walk with them into the come in, on Mike. no, no. <laughs> Most have of them, are, them wear their fireman uniform. Yeah, most of them are bigger than me anyway, so yeah. I'm more like holding my hands up here. <laughs> That's um, awesome. No, but I do have them reaching out for me too, yeah. right? Cool. And the, the one thing about what we do is, you know, we support first responders with financial assistance when they need it. And the first thing they always come back with is, we, how do we give back? How do we help? And it's real simple. We've got a lot of volunteers. I'd love for them to volunteer, but it's you know, sh- you know, talk to a, talk to our sponsors, talk to people you know, yeah. talk to businesses you know, and how they can help donate and 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 help our businesses raise money because that's the lifeblood of what we do is we give money. So that's where I point a lot of them to it, and and we've been introduced to a lot of great people that way. And that the word first responders carries a lot of weight for other donations that we're getting into from anywhere from you know allowing us to have an open bar at the gala all of that is donated from you know local folks that or businesses that want to be known for giving back to first responders so yep. it's cool. yeah I, I i don't bring them in with me but i have them <laughs> speak on our behalf but i also yeah. do you have to exploit who you're giving it to because that's who somebody wants to back sure yeah i love it yeah so we've got so you we've talked about like how you motivate or kind of train or equip or I would even say just encourage yes. 
your team to go out there and ask. So the mechanics around asking, we talked about the donation letter. I do think the next thing you should have in that is some sort of shared spreadsheet or system Mm -hmm. where you're tracking these. This is not, these could ultimately become the item list that goes into auction software, but it doesn't have to be. It's really more of like a donation list or a solicitation list. And there's a variety of ways to do that. I've seen committees use a, a shared Google spreadsheet you know, that they all have access to and they're tracking and, and kind of sorting and organizing by, you know, kind of a, a workflow. Like we've asked, it's been committed, it's been picked up and received kind of thing, you know, or where you have an assigned person to it. I've seen task management software like Trello that people have used to do that. We actually built, we've built this for some of our clients. We actually built an entire solicitation tool that got connected to Handbid that some of our customers use that has that same workflow in there. And it really just kind of depends on how organized you really want to be. But I do think you need somewhere because when you're talking about, you know, how when people start seeing things come in, they need to see that somewhere. The emails are great. Like we get those on our committee too. Oh, look, Mark just picked up this amazing donation. Last year they gave us a $250 gift card. Now they gave us a $500 gift card. Those celebrations are great over email. But when you start seeing them in that spreadsheet and you start seeing these donations Mm -hmm. accumulate, then it's like, yeah, now we can start building auction packages off of this. This is going to be a good auction. One thing I want to add for the people who are kind of new at this, I just want to set an expectation. If you if you don't, it's my experience. If you don't have a personal relationship, it takes about 10 asks to get a yes. Okay. So just kind of keep that in mind as you, if you don't have that special relationship with someone that on, or the committee doesn't know somebody, if you're just walking into a store, you just might get nine no's until you get one yes. Yeah. So yep. I think that's something. Well, I think that's, that's the importance of, of even building a list first, right? And you can go beyond that list, mm-hmm. but giving your committee an idea of where to go, mm-hmm. who to ask, you know, go to Costco and get a $200 gift card from Costco, right? Well, somebody may not know anybody at Costco, but somebody's going to take that on mm-hmm. and build the 10 asks or, or whatever that would be. But knowing what to get. So you can also not just prioritize, but categorize what yep. you've got coming in. So you don't have 50 gift cards from restaurants, which wouldn't be bad, but it's still, you want you want variety mm-hmm. in your auction. We'll do a whole podcast on bundling. <laughs> But that brings up a a good tactic that we use, which is we know there's some very generous businesses out there. Home Depot is one of them. So we will accumulate like Costco gift cards, Home Depot gift cards, and then you can use those to go buy something from that organization. I love that. Yeah. So like Home Depot, maybe they're only going to give you $50 gift card at one location. Well, maybe there's eight locations in the metro area. Now I've got $400 worth of Home Depot gift cards. Mm-hmm. Then I go back and I buy that power saw or whatever I want to put in my A Traeger grill. Traeger grill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So should we talk about items? Should that Is that something we were going to circle back well, with? I think what we were going to talk about, because we've, we've addressed certain types of items and whatnot in, in other podcasts, I think what's important to talk about here is the mix of what's going in your silent auction, what's going to go in your live auction, mm-hmm. and then this – 
a little bit on consignment, although I think that's probably its own episode at some point because there's so many questions about it. But it's not a bad idea. So when you're kind of building out your list, you need to see what kind of donations are coming Mm -hmm. in. Live items tend to be like one-of-a-kind experiences or things that are not easily bought. So if you are able to get one of those or you have a board member or a committee member who's well-connected to do some sort of like meet and greet or special access to a concert or maybe they have box seats to some venue or something, those you you can kind of set those aside and say, hey, Mike, I, I really do need access or VIP access to this event. Can you get me some passes to, you know, waste management or something like mm-hmm. that? And then outside of that, then I think your committee can help you with this, but deciding are there a collection of consignment items we want to put in there? Mm-hmm. Consignment meaning you're, you're paying a third party for the right to put this in the auction and then you will have to pay whatever that is. You won't have to pay if it doesn't sell, but say you put in a two passes to waste management and say that package, you know, with 10 passes and everything else is $2,500 for a person. So you get two of them, that's five grand. If it sells for eight grand, you get to keep the three, the five goes back Mm -hmm. to the consignment house, right? So, Mm -hmm. and those you have to like, don't be too shy. You don't want to put too many of those in there, but but also keep in mind that people who are going to spend money on that kind of stuff are probably that's that's going to be their discretionary. Yeah, income. well, even even uh, adding to that, what we've done and and we've got for this year too is actually purchasing items that we know will go for a higher dollar amount, like a, a Macar signed jersey that you're going to spend a hundred dollars on. Yep. Right. In a live auction or even silent auction, that's going to go five, six, seven hundred dollars, maybe a grand. So you're looking at that net. Mm-hmm. you know, donation or net profit off of that item. And that's something too. Not everything has to be given. A lot of times if you talk to some organizations and, and they're going to charge you cost for something, okay, I'll pay cost for it knowing I'm going to get above and beyond what I've paid for it. And yeah. that's okay to do that because you need those cachet type items in your auction, whether it's live or silent, that kind of lifts it up and puts everything at a, there's an item for everybody, right? And there's, there's I'm I'm the person who bids on, you know, the golf balls and the and the and the golf glove and that's a fifty dollar deal and that's what I'm hoping to get. But there's other people that are gonna bid, you know, five hundred to seven hundred on a on a set of cigars or something to that effect. Where it's high you know, premier items and your standard items, they're all valuable to you. Yep. You need you need a mix of all of it and you're gonna that's right. you're gonna, you know, appreciate everybody. I will say this. You also have those people. This is the importance of a silent auction and having those items. You will have people that will look for the items with no bid and put the minimum bid on every one of those items. (laughs) My mom is one of those. She comes home with some of the craziest stuff, but she feels she's got the deal and it went to a good cause, but nobody would have been on that item anyway. She does the minimum bid and either drives it up or gets it. It, we love a, your mom. It's putting out there. So, yeah. yeah, my dad doesn't so much, but right. no. But 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 that's the part of having that auction, right? Mm-hmm. It's giving something for your participants, not just to show up and either eat a meal or play golf. It's to do something more and have fun with what they see and what they may not see. And right. a lot of people want to give, they, but they want to get something for that, and it makes them feel like they're doing that. Yeah, and I think you can. I liked your idea of saying you can purchase certain things. Yep. And we've done that too. Like I've gone online. And, and actually gone to online auctions and bought sports memorabilia knowing that I'm going to be able to sell it for a much higher price. I've actually been in other states and seen sports memorabilia that was not going to sell well 
in that place because it was donated remotely and it's some sports team that is nowhere near where these people are bidding from and you can pick it up cheap take it back to your own city and sell it for five times the price so keep your eyes out for those types of things as well and then the last one i would add in there is sometimes it's good either to use the gift cards that you've accumulated Mm -hmm. you know or to spend a little bit of extra money to kind of spruce up a package. So one mm-hmm. that we did was we got some vinyl records donated, and these were super cool. I mean, one of a kind, super awesome, but you need a record player to play them. Mm. Okay, well, a record player on Amazon was 150 bucks. So we bought one and bundled it in with the package just so that you had the entire suite of it. And I think it went for six or seven hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a good call. That's yeah. a good item. Yeah. Yeah. So really sometimes you have to look at that and say, I'm going to need something a little extra in that. Mm-hmm. We do that with like, we'll put cigars in with a package mm-hmm. here or there. You know, go to the cigar shop; they'll sell them to you at cost. Yeah. We'll 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 spruce up packages with bottles of liquor or bottles of wine. All of the places I go around here, they they'll sell to a nonprofit at cost. So, you know, go in there and get a bottle of you know bourbon or something like that at their cost and it's pretty pretty good way of kind of putting mm-hmm. together that that whatever package it is that you're selling but i think ours was around a golf somewhere and we threw in some cigars with it cool and you know another thing to do too and and how you know our auction got as big as it did is one of our board members he just sent emails out to a number of different places like an orange swift or an oakley or a shoot even you know he just took a list and sent our information to them. Mm-hmm. Not everybody responded, yep. but a number of people did that, yeah, they want to help, they want to give this, they'll be happy to do this, or they just sent stuff, Yeah. right? And it, the more stuff you have to put in an auction, bundling is, is a great way to do it because you want to keep, that's the other thing is you want to keep your items to, it's, it's limited where if you have 200 people at a gala, you don't want 200 items. You want maybe 70 items or 50 items. You want people going after it and bidding that up. Yeah. I mean, so it's just keeping an idea of the number of items per participants that you have coming to. Sure. Yeah, for sure. All good. Well, let's summarize some things that we talked about today, just in terms of energizing or encouraging or equipping mm-hmm. your committee to go out there and give stuff. So the, the role playing, you know, giving them the scripts. Yep. Yeah. What else would you add to that on on the encouragement side? Well, the solicitation letter. Solic- oh, that's right. Solicitation yes, letter. That was something Don't that we must that. Equip, yeah. equip them with. And just a level of inspiration. You know, how creative can we be in going out and getting items? And and who can we who can we get to help us? Right. And who are the right players to do that? And keep that communication up. As That's you're getting right. items in, let everybody know who got yeah. the item in That's and what right. they got. I love yep. that. Get that spreadsheet going. Yes. All right. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I think we've covered a lot of things. Hopefully you found some good nuggets of either tips, advice, information, tactics, ideas that can help you solicit auction items for your next event. So until we see you guys again, thank you, Mike. Thank Thank you, Diana. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. And we'll see you guys next time. See you later.